The Start On Demand. On demand. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers were victorious in their opening night against the Hamilton Tiger Cats, 19-6, to open the CFL season. Greg was there. He was working the game, so we had a lot to chat about today. What was it like to be back at IG Field? The Winnipeg Humane Society has to press pause on intakes. We got more reaction from small business on the mask mandate switcheroo from the province. And we had lots of fun today talking about your favorite cartoon theme songs. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb, who's back from vacation next week, but then I'm gone on vacation. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Friday, August 6th podcast for The Start. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is on vacation back next week. There are, no doubt, a lot of people in this city who are probably really tired, but at the very least, they're happy, I guess. Mackling, would you say that's fair, given what transpired last night? Well, if I'm the barometer, yes, that would be a fair assessment. I'm exhausted, but uh, absolutely thrilled of the outcome in last night's Blue Bomber Hamilton Tiger Cats game. The Blue Bombers, Brett, sort of picked up right where they left off in 2019, and that seems almost impossible that they managed to do that. But they did. 1916 win in front of just under 30,000 fans at IG Field. It was uh, a special night, to be sure. So, yeah, like just... Going through the the building here, went down to the hall to talk to Gabrielle Marchand, host of Global News Morning, and she joins us at 9.05 for our weekly Gab with Gabby. <laughs> and I said to her, how you doing? Did you go to the game? I did. And I got home at midnight. I think I might die today. I believe those were her words. Yeah, well, uh, G- Gabby's actually the in-stadium host this year at oh, IG Field. Really? So she was working last night and working it hard. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I- so, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's feeling it this morning. How modest is it. she? I said, did you go to the game? And she All she said was, I did. That's what we love about her. Oh, man, that's incredible. Good for her. Okay, so, yes, then, of course, she's going to be tired. And then our friends down the hall at Power 97, Philly, Joe, and Kirby, they all went to the game. And I know Kirby's feeling it uh, today. Phil uh, escaped, I think, just after halftime. Um, I think Joe did, too. Yeah. Poitras went. He stuck it out. That a boy, Cam. And, and he told me something unbelievable. He says it took him from the end of the game mm-hmm. to the time he got home yes. in Northeast Winnipeg, thirty minutes. It was pretty smooth getting out of the out of the parking lot last night. Yeah, I have to say we didn't rush right out, but we did. Uh, we did move fairly quickly towards the exits, and uh, I was home by eleven fifty nine. Not bad at all. Wow, for a game that started uh, just. Uh, before eight o'clock last night. Okay, what time did you, so you were working the game? What time did you have to get there yesterday? I was there. I got there for six o'clock, 
I went on the pregame show with Bob and Doug just after seven. So I got there around six. That South Perimeter Highway. If the province is listening this morning, can you please fix the light at St. Mary's in the perimeter? It's been this way for five years. The timing on that light is absolutely ridiculous, but I digress. I was stuck in that traffic. People are using the shoulder because they're so frustrated with how long it takes to get through that intersection. I was getting a little panicked at about 5.35, wondering if I was going to make it on time. But everything worked out. Everybody seemed to get into the building, certainly not as quickly as they normally do, Brett. There were some longer lineups, but by all accounts, it seemed to go fairly smooth. Okay, and I also heard that the contactless payment uh, was uh, was tricky a little bit because mm. everybody in the buildings having to use their debits, so some of the machines were having a hard time connecting. I could see that. So that's uh, and that's not a <clears throat> excuse me, Brett McGarry with a little bit of a, a, a coughing uh, situation here. You okay, brother? You'd think that I went to the game and was screaming and shouting, just screaming lost at voice. your TV last night. <laughs> well, and. <sighs> Okay, I didn't go to the game because Thursdays is the day that Jeff Braun and I record the couch potatoes. So I'm here until 2.30 p.m. So 4 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., I knew there's no way I should go to the game because I would be a zombie today. So I figured, okay, I'm going to watch the game and listen to the game at the same time. It's a little tricky to sync them up, but once you get it, I had the radio player app going, and I had was watching the game. Once you get it synced, it's great. Uh, so I figured, uh, but I'll go to bed at a decent time. And I even turned the game off. I think it was a couple of minutes into the third quarter, and I turned it off. It was around 9.30. I said, Kate, go to bed. And next thing I know, I wake up sitting on my couch at 12.30 in the morning, very angry at myself. I'm just looking uh, here at the last text message I got from you. Yeah, 9.30. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. Right. It's just verifying. So, so you did, you did, you did attempt yeah. to do the right thing. I did. Just and as a sidebar, I was really uh, encouraged by this. Uh, the question of the day that we put up yesterday morning for Credit Aid, helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992. Visit creditaid.ca. Call 204-987-6890. So we asked, how will you be taking in the bomber game? Okay. You, you had four options. I'm going. I'll be listening. I'll be watching and listening. And football is my thing. We wanted to make sure that we. Because not everybody's a sports fan, right? We know this. So uh, CJOB.com, we had 7% who said, I'm going. 7% said, I'll be listening. 34% said, football isn't my thing. And 51% said, I'll be watching and listening. So a lot of people did just as I did. They put the game on TV, but they got Bob Irving and Doug Brown for the audio. And it was the same thing on Twitter. 24%, I'm going. 8%, listening. 22%, football is my thing. 45% watching and listening. That is outstanding. And it is the way to go. And with the digital technology, like you say, you got to muck around with the with the pausing and unpausing. But you, you, can, you can sync them up really well. And, of course, when you're listening online, sound quality is outstanding. Oh, yes. And I, and I think uh, there's no delay for home games, right, on, on our broadcast, the, on the radio broadcast, because I think a lot of people, and I, I, when I go to the game, I try to get my hands on a pocket radio with some earbuds so that I can listen to Bob while the game's happening. If you're in stadium and you want that in-stadium listening experience and watching, yeah, don't use the, I don't think using the radio player app will work. You'll want to use a, an actual AM radio, but when you're at home... You can sync it up and it's sweet. 
It's the plan, Greg, that many Manitobans have been waiting for. Yeah, provincial officials announced yesterday the post-pandemic reality for return to school. Manitoba students from kindergarten to grade 12 will return to full-time in-class learning when the school year starts on September 7th. And this year, they won't be required to mask up. Global's Brittany Greenslade has the details. In one month, schools and classes will once again be full of students. And the province says this year it will be back to near normal operations. We're in a lot better place uh, going into September uh, than we were in June. And, uh, you know, very low uh, transmission counts uh, across the province. Extracurriculars, sports, field trips and music programs can once again resume and students will no longer be forced to don face coverings. Masks will not be mandated for students and staff. We're strongly recommending it. Uh, so we haven't removed uh, any, anything. We, we want uh, people to wear masks. We're strongly recommending this. And uh, we're a month away from the start of school. So we're going to continue following things. Older students will once again be co-mingling. Those in kindergarten to grade six will remain in cohorts. Distancing for all is encouraged. It's uh, very important to get the, the kids back into school in as much a normal fashion as possible. It's part of the province's plan to ensure the health and wellness of students. Students who are immunocompromised will have the option of remote learning if recommended by a doctor. And the province says for those who are uncomfortable returning, they can choose to homeschool. While public health officials will be closely monitoring case counts and community transmission, a move to remote learning is a last resort measure. Again, we will be monitoring uh, these situations. Uh, we, as Again, last year we found hot spots in some schools, some communities, uh, and we can react uh, to those situations as they develop. The province says eight schools had ventilation upgrades last year and another six are scheduled for this coming school year. However, they say school boards are responsible for prioritizing their own capital projects. Last year's budget allocated uh, $12 million to upgrades to ventilation in our 800 schools across the province. Uh, this year we've allocated uh, $10 million. The province did add it will not stand in the way of school boards and divisions who choose to implement their own policies and changes. Brittany Greenslade, Global News. Now, the province is also planning in-school vaccination campaigns starting in schools with the lowest uptake. Currently, roughly two-thirds of those aged 12 to 17 have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, and around half have received both doses. Planning is also underway for a school-based campaign for children aged 5 to 11 once the COVID-19 vaccines are approved for use. The province is also going to hold catch-up immunization for shots like HPV and meningitis. Meanwhile, the province's back-to-school plan isn't sitting well with some members of the education community. Nathan Martindale is vice president of the Manitoba Teachers Society. He says some parts of the plan are on the right track, such as in-school vaccinations, but others are problematic and unsafe, such as stopping short of making masks mandatory. Martindale says they're calling on the province to mandate mask wearing for staff and students from K to 12. So masks are something that are common. We all know how to do that. We should just continue doing that. Vaccines are a little bit different in terms of um, enforcement. Who would would be leading the enforcement in terms of the uh, ensuring our members are vaccinated. There's some there's some aspects that make it a little muddier. Masks is clean and easy. 
President of Manitoba School Boards Association, Alan Campbell, told the news with Richard and Julie that the mask situation is also a concern for them. I don't know that we came into it with a wish list other than, of course, clarity uh, for our parents and our community members and our staff. I'll say based on the uproar that we've heard in the last couple hours about the recommendation for masks, um, we there are going to be many questions that need to be answered. Uh, you know, reasonable questions from parents about uh, what a recommendation for masks looks like uh, for all students as opposed to a requirement for masks uh, for grade four and up, which was the case last year. We welcome your feedback on the plan. 204-780-6868. Other ways to weigh in as well, McGarry. Our question of the day, for example, at cjob.com. Should students be forced to wear masks when they head back to school in the fall? And just looking at the website, we've got 38% who say yes, 48% say no, and 14% say just kids under 12 who are ineligible for the vaccine. Question of the day, by the way, is brought to you by Credit Aid, helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992. Visit creditaid.ca, call 204 987-6890. But uh, interesting that, uh, you know, in spite of the the calls by many uh, that that are criticizing this plan that uh, we have uh, leading the pack, uh, that the answer is no. Yes, I would agree with that. And uh, I think that is going to be the prevailing attitude towards masks based on, I know we're going to speak about this just after seven and I won't get in it into it too much right here, but um, my first experience in a situation where masks are very optional at the Blue Bomber game last night, let me tell you, it was about 98% to 2% in terms of wearing masks in the concourse last night. But I'm going to tell you which movies are out this weekend. There's one big one out in theaters, and there's another big one on Netflix. It's a cartoon. It's called Vivo. It's a musical cartoon starring Lin-Manuel Miranda. So Greg and I were talking, and we're thinking, what can we do with... uh, Should we talk about musicals? Should we talk about cartoons? Why don't we talk about the music from cartoons? What is your favorite cartoon theme song feel free to weigh in we can play some of those through the morning but yeah let's have some fun with cartoon theme songs who doesn't like those so why don't we go around the horn here uh jeff fortier why don't we start with you young man oh yeah there we go (laughs) oh great one classic always gets stuck in my head it's funny too like as soon as the first note the first Tone of that siren. I knew exactly what this was. Turn it up. (laughs) (laughs) Brings me back to my childhood. Just thinking of all the cartoons I watched. I ended up bringing like four different theme songs up because I kept going through them all. And it's funny too that that Inspector Gadget. Like, how old are you? Uh, I'm born '91, so 30. Okay, yeah. So this, like, Inspector Gadget debuted in 1983 and was on until 1986. So the fact that it's still, like, is it still on TV? I don't know. Well, I uh, doubt it, but it, it was definitely like you know reran. Oh, it was, was on all the time yeah. when we were kids. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, I can't do it. I know you can do it, McGarry. Oh, but, uh, the Dr. Claw yeah, voice? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Oh, do it. Uh, Come on. Do it. You got to get, your, vo- you gotta get <laughs> your throat prepared. I'll get you, Gadget. <laughs> Next time, Gadget. There you hey, go. Hey, hey. He's just pressing play on a previously yeah, recorded sure. clip from the show. <laughs> <laughs> With my coughing fit from earlier, I probably shouldn't have done that voice, but here we are. Mackling, what about you? Oh, well, you know, uh, there are all sorts of classic cartoons from when I was a kid, uh, but I guess this comes from a time where I was just uh, trying to stay a kid a little bit longer. Mm, Here it is. It's time for Animaniacs. (laughs) Of course. And we're zany to the max. So just sit back and relax. You'll laugh till you collapse. We're Animaniacs. Come join the Warner Brothers. Is it okay that I loved a cartoon in my early 20s? Yes. I still love cartoons. I watch SpongeBob all the time and laugh myself silly. Pinky and the Brain? Come on. That (laughs) is some brilliant stuff. So, yeah, the Animaniacs (laughs) and that theme song gets stuck in an earworm. Are you kidding me? I love Pinky and the Brain. It's up there with, like, Dexter's Lab and stuff like that. Absolutely. I have a Pinky and the Brain t-shirt I usually wear. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't fit me, but uh, could we modify it somehow? Or maybe I'll just order my own. Good to know that they exist. Skylar, what about you, sir? Uh, Big cartoon guy, but not as much variety. I just like crushed episodes of uh, this show for Chase. So hit it. I actually didn't realize uh, until you asked me to send in a video um, or a clip of this song. I thought it like sounded much more modern than it does. Um, I, I think the show came out in like what the like mid nineties maybe. No, oh, my no, late like seventies. Oh my god, are you serious? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> like maybe mid seventies. That. That's like Hanna Barbera, like classic Hanna Barbera. Yeah, they used to have the Hanna Barbera Olympics and uh, all the different shows going against <laughs> each other back in the day. Oh man, yeah. Why? Yeah, this long got, uh, time ago. 1969. September 13th, 1969. <laughs> it's as old as I, was, I am. It's was, as old as I was dirt. only 25 years off, guys. No, it's like, like, just, just give me like, a pass on this one. Give about like 94, 95. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, there have been all kinds of versions of Scooby-Doo, Skylar. So it's possible the one you watched was a newer one. But Well, I definitely, the uh, like the video clip that obviously nobody can see, but it like accompanies that uh, theme song, Is it looks a lot older than than uh what i remember just like you know graphic quality and stuff wise and like i definitely like the the new like uh live action type animated movie was like much newer than the one i watched but there must be some sort of middle ground yeah yeah <laughs> and well and it, 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 we can just see the the gap in the generations here referring to it as graphics it's, it was just a cartoon man it's just animation there was no see there was no graphics in that in 1969 uh cartoon <laughs> but an awesome pick that's a classic theme song i fortier i was like you man i uh, i picked one well i'll just fire it there's no case to pick, no case to I also, I also have that open here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite ones, too. And so then I just tumbled down the rabbit hole. There's another great one from Disney. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 
They had a we gummy, have bears gummy cookie. bear. Yeah, it was in, it, that was a little bit earlier. I think it was in the mid '80s. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, Disney they just churned out like here's another one. Uh, hang on a second. I'm just gonna press stop. And I got too many screens and sliders here. Okay. Oh. Let's get dangerous. <laughs> also have that open here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's see if you have this next one open. Uh, did you have that one? I didn't have that one open, uh, but it, have you ever seen Beyonce's uh, Single Ladies? Somebody yeah. mashed up the video with this theme song? Come on, do you have that open? I don't oh have that gosh. open, but okay. it's awesome. You, you have to look it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, here, why don't you try to dig that up before we get out here? I, I'm going to play one well, more. No, it's, like, it's the, the theme song, but uh, Beyonce's Single Ladies, like, it's just the, the video mashed up with the theme song. Oh, okay, so the, yeah. the audio is no different. Yeah, the audio is no different. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough, but that's some homework for you to look at, and I got, I'm going to play one more just because it's stupid. The shoes knew at once they had finally found their man. They hopped right on his feet and he became Hammer Man, Hammer Man, Hammer, Hammer Man, Hammer, Hammer Man, Hammer, Hammer Man. Oh, I forgot this even existed. <laughs> because it was awful. Oh, Some of the worst animation I've ever seen, and the theme song <laughs> is terrible. Uh, MC Hammer was not, he was great, but he was not a gifted rapper, and it was on full display in that theme song. Poitras, <laughs> did you recognize that? Uh, no, I had absolutely no idea. I'd never heard that before in my life. Okay. And I'm, I'm pretty good with like cartoon theme songs, I feel. Well, and that one was, uh, to be, I think it was like around 1992, three. Like wasn't a big show, obviously. <laughs> Was it? No, I okay. don't think so. Hey, I have uh, breaking cartoon news. Oh, Amazon Prime has season one of Inspector Gadget. This from Dan at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Okay, so if you want to tumble down an Inspector Gadget rabbit hole, you can check it out on Prime. Where's my soup, Mom? Where's my grilled cheese sandwich? I gotta be started now if I'm gonna get back to school in time. <laughs> Is that how it, how it would go down when you were watching Spider-Man? Pretty much. That was, yeah, if uh, you heard that, because uh, I think the cartoons what, were about 12 minutes each. Yeah. So if you got to that second Spider-Man theme and you hadn't started your lunch, you are in big trouble. Mackling and McGarry McNabbin vacation. We are asking you in our last half hour, what's your favorite cartoon theme song? And I also, Cam Poitras, if you're listening, uh, an apology. We, I don't think we actually got to Cam's, did we? I don't think so, because I took a listen to this, and I don't remember hearing this. I see it in our folder here, Cam's pick, so I'm just going to fire that off. Seatbelts, everyone! Please let this be a normal field trip with a friend. No way! Magic school bus? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Cam. I don't... I don't remember this. Yeah, oh, this, this was big when I was... Well, when me and Cam were kids. Yeah. 
my kids watched it too in reruns. Oh yeah, they, that's the one where they shrink down and and really get into different stuff, right, Jeff? Well, yeah, but the bus could turn into like so many different things. You know, it could be a submarine, it could be an airplane, it could it could be something so small it goes into the human body. It was magic. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was, that's the name of the show. What was the name of the teacher, Mrs. Miss Brizzle? <laughs> yeah, Brizzle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cam, if you can hear us, sorry, man, we didn't mean to skip you. I did that to Jeff Braun a couple of weeks ago, and he wasn't too happy. He's uh, still not me. talking to you. No, no, only when we record the couch potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you cut the tension with a knife between those two right now. That's not actually true. But, no, it's uh, not. Uh, anyway, keep texting us your favorite cartoon theme songs, and we'll play them throughout the morning. But right now, we want to talk about the Bomber game. We've got the sounds of the game coming up in our next hour, in case you missed them last hour. But we do want to talk right now about the experience. What was it like to be there and feel Feel free to weigh in at 204-780-6868. Now, Greg, you were there uh, among many of our, our co- co-workers. Gabrielle Marchand, as you mentioned, is the uh, in-game host, which is great. Uh, and uh, I know Poitras was there just in attendance. Uh, Skyler was there in attendance. But uh, you were there working the game, doing the halftime show. So um, your experience, I guess, why don't I just start with moving around the stadium? Well, moving around the stadium... After uh, halftime and into the third quarter, it was it was a little bit of culture shock, I have to say, to be out amongst that many people without masks on. It was disarming. I had my mask on because in the press area, in the press box, we, we if you're walking around and, and you're not speaking into a microphone, you're you're obligated to have a mask on. And so, of course, we did that. And then when I went down, uh, one of my boys was at the game last night. My dad was there. Jackie was there. And I went to go and say hi to a few people. And I went onto the concourse with my mask and boom, ran right into a wall of humanity at the rum hut and nobody wearing a mask. And it was to the point where I was self-conscious about the fact that I was wearing one. And when I got around to the west side stands, or pardon me, I guess it was the east side stands, I bumped into somebody that I'd known for a long, long time. He goes, GMAC, what's with the mask? And I go, dude, what's with not wearing the mask? There are so many people here. And uh, I think that uh, for the most part, people were very comfortable being in that large of a group, not uh, wearing masks with uh, fellow double vaxxed people. And I guess I, I just, uh, it was just a really strange phenomenon to be in the, the middle of that all at once. Yeah. And uh, I, I suppose, and that you just nailed it with the double vaxxed. Uh, this would, the whole point of, of being able to attend the game was if you were double vaccinated. So everybody in attendance, I mean, you couldn't get into the game if you couldn't prove that you right. were double vaxxed. But, uh, you know, one of our colleagues uh, made the point, he said, when he approached, well, it was Phil from Power. He, he, he said when he got near the rum hut, uh, he ended up pulling his mask out just because he says he's got a couple of kids at home mm-hmm. who aren't vaccinated. Uh, so he doesn't, didn't want to take any chances. Now, you weren't required to wear one at the stadium uh, unless you were indoors. But I do, uh, one of our other colleagues said, uh, at least in the, the women's washroom, there were 
Uh, nobody was wearing masks in the washroom. That's where you're supposed to be because that's an indoor setting. Joanne texting us saying, interesting experience last night. Wasn't sure how comfortable I was going to be with the hordes of people and congestion in the concourse. And my poor hubby had to make do with peanuts and Twizzlers for supper because the lines for food other than uh, chicken fingers and fries were horrendous in the upper deck. Was surprised it only took us 50 minutes from the time we parked at the farmer's market till we sat down in our seats. Going home was pretty quick, except for the time spent masked on the bus waiting for our turn to leave. Pretty great experience in COVID times, especially with the win and watching Oliveira have such a great game in his first CFL start. Joanne says, have a fantastic day. That's a great rundown of the evening, and I think a lot of people would share the same experience. Our good friend Gary said him getting out of the blue lot last night wasn't as smooth as my experience was getting off of stadium grounds off campus last night or the same as Cam Poitras. So uh, feel free to send us your genuine experiences. But uh, please let me uh, not be mistaken, Brett. It was incredible to see so many smiling faces people were so happy to be with one another to be celebrating to feel festive and uh let me tell you it felt like you just press pause on the vcr or on the dvr and then all of a sudden we were back in the normal times and uh some people are comfortable some people are not comfortable with that But I have to tell you, it was wonderful to see so many familiar faces and to be able to see their entire face. Yeah, and uh, just watching the game at home and listening to Bob and Doug on the radio, I got emotional just... It was surreal. Like It kind of hit me at one point thinking, like, look at the number of people walking through the concourse, the number of people in the stands, and, and let's not forget, seeing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on the field, it was very surreal and it was really cool and uh, good for the Bombers for having the biggest crowd in Canada, I guess, basically since the pandemic started. That's right. Uh, one of our listeners pointed that out, and I think it was Phil was celebrating with you a little bit, and then uh, you had to remind Phil that oh, that's yeah. until tonight <laughs> when the Saskatchewan Rough Riders will break that uh, record. But that's okay. Uh, it was great to, to get back in the stadium, great to start the season with a win. Uh, one of our listeners says uh, it was tough with debit machines not working was a struggle, but mm. here's this. Felt like COVID didn't exist for a moment. And how nice is that for a collective experience right now? Hercules, hero of song and story, Hercules, winner of ancient glory, fighting for the right, <laughs> fighting with his might, with it's the strength of ten ordinary men, Hercules, people are safe when near him, I was one of that ring. Wouldn't that be something to just reach into, well, you need the belt too, yeah. to hide the ring in. And then reach in and put on that magic ring, and then the world is your oyster, Brett McGarry. That's for Jill, who says, oh, well, she also said uh, Inspector Gadget was the best. Oh, and what about, hey, Herc, hey, Herc. Hercules, old school Hercules. Thank you very much for for that, Jill. Oh, and she adds, uh, you can't forget Transformers theme song. I've got a bunch of versions of that, so maybe we'll sneak some of that. And we're asking you, what's your favorite cartoon theme song? And it ties into what we're about to talk about in a moment, but before that... Just got to quickly mention the question of the day. 
Brought to you by Credit Aid, helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992. Visit creditaid.ca, call 204-987-6890. Mackling, the question of the day came from your brain. What is it? It's pretty simple, actually. Uh, when you head out... <laughs> Hold on here. What did I write? <laughs> I sort of ambushed you with that. Sorry. That's okay. Will you wear a mask in locations which deem them optional? I'm, I'm guessing we settled on just two options yes. for answers, yes or no. Yes. So those, those are, That's the question of the day at cjob.com. We're going to put it up on Twitter as well at 680CJOB and on Instagram. And a reminder at 935, we just heard from Global's Corey Callahan at the mall uh, saying the malls are recommending that you wear a mask, but retailers inside the malls may still uh, m- mandate that you wear a mask. And at 935, we're going to talk to a local uh, independent retailer who is going that route as well. So we'll find out why and what sort of reaction has there been so far but it's friday 7 30 all right just after 7 30 mr fortier sounds good oh but there goes the train off the cliff it's like do you remember that game show on the price is right where the guy goes up the mountain yeah things are looking really good and he's yodeling up the mountain and then he hits the top down he goes. <laughs> I forgot about the yodeling game. Oh, that's tremendous. The Price is Right is great. But yes, that music means the couch potatoes assemble, although it's just one of us. Jeff Braun is enjoying his vacation. But he did record the couch potatoes with me yesterday, and uh, he's actually got a full review of a new movie out in theaters this weekend. It's a superhero sequel, not a sequel. DC's The Suicide Squad. Your mission is to destroy every trace of Project Starfish. This is suicide. Well, that's kind of our thing. Now, in 2016, they released Suicide Squad. And this this one's called The Suicide Squad. And Jeff (laughs) had some thoughts about that. Uh, That movie was not well received. I never even bothered watching it because the reviews were so bad. Oh, but uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn stole the show. So she got a follow-up movie in 2020 called Birds of Prey, and uh, which I think that was pretty well received. And now we have The Suicide Squad with a new director on board, James Gunn. He helmed the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and you may recall uh, he was actually punted from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. There was some controversy uh, surrounding him, and uh, the cast pretty much mutinied. Uh, but it took a while, but they eventually reinstated him, and mended those fences. But in the meantime, once he was out out from Marvel, he jumped the fence and went over to DC for the Suicide Squad. Three, two. What are you guys doing? What? You, we're, we're here to save you. You were going to save me? It was a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. I'm so sorry. Harley Quinn. Bloodsport. The plot matters not. The Suicide Squad, they're comprised of prisoners with superpowers, and they've, ta- they've been tasked with a mission. It's an action comedy this time. Solid cast. So you heard Margot Robbie. It's got Idris Elba, John Cena, Viola Davis, uh, just to name a few. Of course, Nathan Fillion. 
Nathan Fillion. And have you heard about the Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion? The one in a million Nathan Fillion Civilian <laughs> Pavilion. They're trying to get off the ground in Edmonton, his hometown. That's right. There's a radio station in Edmonton that is trying to get this new building uh, named the Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion. The cast of uh, the Suicide Squad actually weighed in on that. Hang on one second here. I think I got a clip. This is what some of them had to say. Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion. Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion. Nathan Fillion, what's civilian What is this? Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion? Is this real? I'm excited. I'm eager to watch how this story plays out. <laughs> so funny. I 100% support this completely. And I really, really hope you succeed in this mission, Edmonton. <laughs> uh, I'm all in favor of this. Um, Civilian Pavilion being named after the great Edmontonian Nathan Fillion. That was actor Jai Courtney, by the way. And Fillion himself did weigh in at the end of that video. They missed one in a million. Think about it. There you go. There it is. And you know, normally I don't get behind anything happening in Edmonton, but if Margot Robbie says it's a good thing, yeah. I'm on board. Yeah, I, I I feel like they can't lose with that one. That's a that's a tourist attraction. That would be an international tourist attraction on top of some of the other great things they have in Edmonton. Also worth pointing out as well um, that the weekend's new video was supposed to be shown in IMAX ahead of the Suicide Squad screenings. Uh, the song is called um, Take My Breath, but... I guess they've they've pulled it because of fears uh, that it could cause problems for people with epilepsy. Oh, I guess it's it's full of uh, strobing and that sort of thing and special effects in the video. Yeah, I mean, I maybe he took you know his biggest hit is blinding lights. Mm. So maybe he took that to the extreme with this next video. So they so they have pulled it uh, from IMAX theaters. Uh, I've been meaning to watch that video. I just learned about that a couple of hours ago. So that's new in theaters. Braun gave it four couch cushions out of five. Download the Couch Potatoes podcast or listen to it tomorrow at noon or Sunday at six for the full review. Now, the reason why we're talking about cartoon theme songs today is because the other movie that's out this week is on Netflix. Lin-Manuel Miranda stars in and does the songs for the cartoon musical Vivo. When it came to music, Andres and I became so in sync. Not a moment out of place until the letter came. Marta. Remember the size of the world before it was you. So he plays a kinkajou. Have you ever heard of a kinkajou? Educate me, Brett. I didn't know what a kinkajou was. In the cartoon, he's this cute little yellow fuzzy thing. It's uh, also known as the rainforest honey bear. Um, oh, this is an animal which exists in reality. Yeah, it's a real thing. Okay. It's basically a cousin of a raccoon. Uh, so he, he's been tasked with delivering a love song on behalf of his owner to this woman, Marta, who's, by the way, voiced by Gloria Estefan. And along the way, he joins forces with uh, his owner's quirky young grandniece, Gabby, and they get into adventures and sing together. And I'm just going to let this play for a minute because it's awesome. I don't know how Miranda does it. He just churns out these soul-stirring songs like a factory. He's so talented. He is a gift to this planet. 
I couldn't agree more. And I, Hamilton, I've watched Hamilton. It's extraordinary. His guest appearance on How I Met Your Mother was absolutely hilarious in the final season. And if you love Curb Your Enthusiasm, when Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, when they're working on Fatwa, the musical, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he is absolutely <laughs> terrific. He plays a little bit of a of a of a <clears throat> jerk, shall we say? Yeah. And he does it very, very well. So this movie looks great. The music sounds great. Ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sounds like a can't miss feel good film. So it's called Vivo. That one is on Netflix. Make sure you listen to the Couch Potatoes. We got a full preview as well of Fantasy Island, which debuts on Tuesday on Global. Mackling and McGarry McNabb back next week as Manitobans begin to travel more regularly. Renting a car for the first time in some time might be part of your vacation plans. If you can actually find a rental car, Brett, which can be a challenge in some cities right now, believe it or not, ensuring you have the right insurance is a very good idea. A BC woman has a warning for drivers who plan to do just that this summer. Read the fine print of your car rental insurance policy and Drua, Global News Consumer Matters reporter, has part of the story. What was supposed to be a simple vehicle rental turned into anything but. You really, truly thought you were covered. I really, really thought I was covered. Like, there was no doubt in my mind. At the beginning of July, Henrietta flew to Calgary to visit her family. The Squamish resident says when she arrived at the national rental counter, there were no cars available. Busy day, no vehicles available, and then they're like, oh, we're, we're cleaning up a pickup truck. Do you guys want a pickup truck? And we said, sure. At the time, Henrietta said no to the extra insurance offered by the rental company because she says she thought she had coverage through her credit card. She then headed to Calgary, and this happened. It was ping-pong-size hail. It was, it was kind of cool to watch, but we're like... Uh-oh, there's the truck parked on the road getting just pummeled by hail. When she returned the truck, she knew she would have to file a claim for the damage. Henrietta says she was confident she would be fully covered, but when she phoned to make the claim, she got some surprising news. The lady on the phone told me, she's like, oh, I don't, pickup trucks aren't covered. I was like, what? What do you mean pickup trucks aren't covered? She's like, it's an exclusion. It was true. When Henrietta took a closer look at her credit card coverage for rental vehicles, it was clearly indicated in the fine print, trucks were excluded. Henrietta was now on the hook for thousands of dollars. Which brings us to a total of? $4,424.50. What went through your mind when you got that bill? I kind of felt sick to my stomach. You think you have all the bases covered. There are several options for folks renting a vehicle, your credit card insurance, which in the case of the story we just shared had an exclusion for pickup trucks. There's, of course, the car rental company insurance, and there is at least one other option, MPI. Brian Smiley joins us now. Brian, tell us how the MPI option works for those of us in Manitoba that want to rent a car either here in this province or somewhere else. Good morning. And yes, Manitoba Public Insurance sells uh, what we call a rental vehicle insurance, and that coverage uh, covers uh, rented vehicles, light trucks, passenger vans, SUVs, motorcycles, and mopeds, and you can get the coverage or you can buy the policy at any auto pack agent in our province. Now, car rental companies can 
come back at you for not only the damage to the vehicle, but also the lost revenue associated with the length of time that a damaged vehicle is out of commission. So does the MPI coverage take care of that? Uh, it certainly will. And yes, for people that are going to be renting a vehicle, they need to be very careful and they need to uh, check the fine print, so to speak. And unfortunately, people normally only check the fine print after an incident. So the the word of advice is to check your policy prior to renting anything. But in the case of MPI's rental vehicle insurance, it's uh, certainly readily, uh, readily available. Uh, we uh, cover light trucks, passenger vans, our SUVs. And, uh, and Greg and Brett, the, uh, the, the coverage of the problem, the premium is extremely affordable. It is $15 flat rate, $2 a day in Manitoba, $4 a day out of province, and $5 per day in the United States. So I would certainly say for people that are looking to rent a vehicle, that is an option that they would certainly look at. Even as a backup to your credit card insurance, it's a great way to go. I wish we had a little more time, Brian. We always enjoy it when you join us. Thanks for the insight. Oh, we, sorry, I'm, we got two minutes. Oh, do we? Yeah, we can go to 57.30. Oh, sorry, Brett. Okay, well, anything else we should consider before we let you run, Brian, before I kick you off the phone? Well, thanks for cutting me short there, Greg. I really appreciate that. But I like to talk about the bomber like to talk about the bomber game and the great job you did yesterday. And it must have been a great experience to be back at the field. And I watched the game on, uh, on TV myself. And uh, it was just great to see the bombers back in the field and even greater to see them win. Yeah, no kidding. It was great to, to have it all back. And with fingers crossed, it's uh, one more step uh, towards normalcy. Uh, now I'll thank you for your time, Brian. Uh, you you always welcome, bring the fellas. insights. And uh, thanks for the accessibility. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. And yeah, this is uh, this is a good thing to know that MT- MPI has this option because I remember my car went in for some body work years ago. So I took the you know they they they, they set me up with a, a loaner car from Enterprise or something, and then you go get the car and they say, do you want the extra insurance for the zero deductible? Because they they it's insured, but you got to pay the deductible. It's like five hundred bucks, or you pay the extra insurance and you get a zero deductible. So I took that, but that was like twelve or fifteen dollars a day or something. So if you have it for a day, whatever. Uh, but when you have the car for two weeks, you don't really think about that until they hand you a three hundred and fifty dollar bill for the insurance. So the next time I had a loaner car and I knew it was going to be an extended stay. I went right down the street to MPI uh, and got their rental policy that he was just talking about. And the flip side, Brett, is the fact that you'll be faced with that $14, $15, maybe $19 a day option. And this is not to slight what the what the what the car rental companies are selling you, but you get sticker shock and you quickly do that math. And it's already, you know, it's already might be costing you money out of pocket. And then you go, oh, another hundred, another 150 bucks. Not, you know what? I'm sure I'm covered with my credit card. A lot of people make some serious assumptions on that. Turtle power. power. Yeah! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, another great cartoon theme. We're asking you this morning to share your favorite cartoon theme songs. I don't remember uh, who texted that one, Greg, but I imagine we got a few of those. Yeah, Wayner and at least uh, 17 other people <laughs> texted Teenage. See, is that grammatically correct? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Should it be mutant? Should it be teenaged? <laughs> 
I don't know. I've never given that any serious thought. <laughs> and I just and I just realized I always said I thought it said turtles in a half shell, tur- but it's heroes in a half shell. Yeah. yeah I learned something this morning. <laughs> I'm asleep. I'm learning su- stuff. <laughs> well, listen. You have a tremendous reason as to why you might be half asleep because last night the Winnipeg Blue Bombers began defense of their 2019 Grey Cup championship with an impressive 19-6 victory over the favored Hamilton Tiger Cats. They were also favored going into the Grey Cup game in 2019, Brett McGarry. And last night on the pregame show, I brought that point up to Bob Irving to Doug Brown to Ed Tate, and they all said, you know what? That's a good point. The champs get no love, even on their home field from odds makers. Here are the sounds of the game. Did you hear the crowd here at IG Field? Uh, they're standing and they're applauding as the Grey Cup championship banner has been unveiled. First and 10 at the Bomber, 37. Ticats, Mazzoli back to pass. Pressure comes. He goes long down the left side, and it's caught for a touchdown. Acklin, and he was well covered by the rookie Alford, but he reached up and pulled it in on a perfect throw by Jeremiah Mazzoli. Calaris moves to his left now. Calaris back to pass. Lots of time. Great protection. Moves to his right now. Calaris throws. He's got a man in the end zone. Kenny Lawler, touchdown. Blue Bombers, first of the season. Benson, the new long snapper, ball down, kick in the air, and it's good. The Bombers have a 7-6 lead with 2.33 left in the first quarter. Ticats at the Bomber 22, first and 10. Jeremiah Mazzoli calls for the ball. Drops back to pass. Pressure coming. Willie Jefferson intercepts. And that was a result of the pressure by Steve Richardson. Here comes Dembski wide left this time. And Walatarski on the inside as Calaris drops back to pass and goes long for Kenny Lawler in the end zone. And he makes the catch for the touchdown. Second touchdown pass of the game to Kenny Lawler and the Bombers take a 13-6 lead. And Mike Benson sends it back. It's on the tee. It's in the air and it's good. The Bombers now lead 19-6 with 7 minutes and 20 seconds left. And the Bombers are going to launch their Grey Cup defending champion season with a victory. Those of you asking, no, I did not get my picture with Jennifer Hansen. Kathy Kennedy made that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> made that motion for me on her show yesterday morning, and uh, I simply couldn't make my way to where Jennifer Hansen and the Blue Bomber Band were performing. Jennifer did the did a wonderful job with uh, O Canada last night. Uh, she traded her incredible red dress that she wore for the last Winnipeg Jets game 1.0 in April of 1996 for an incredible sequined blue number last night. And so, Jennifer, if you're listening this morning, I am going to take you up on that invitation for a picture with you. The Blue Bombers sort of, Brett, picked up right where they left off last season and really for the last couple of seasons. They allowed zero points following Hamilton's touchdown on their opening drive. Two interceptions really, really shut down that offense for the last three quarters. And Zach Claris, I know you watched the game. It was like he was playing street football last night. (laughs) Running around like a like a little kid. It was great to see. Oh uh, yeah, it was super fun watching that uh, watching that football game. And uh, uh, he looks like he's in tremendous shape. 
That's exactly what I wrote in my notes last night. It looks like he's in tremendous condition because he's running all over the place. Doesn't seem to be winding him at all. 18 of 28, including two touchdown passes to Kenny Lawler. 217 yards, not bad at all. But it was the hometown boy. Yes, yet another homegrown Winnipeg Blue Bomber, which is why we made the song selection we did. Home sweet home, Brady Oliveira started the game for an injured Andrew Harris, one Winnipegger for another. Very Andrew Harris-like numbers for number 20. 22 carries for 126 yards and another 21 yards in receiving. Here's Oliveira with Bob Irving postgame. You said uh, this week you were going to kind of soak it all in, drink it all in when you came out of the tunnel. Tell us how it all felt. Oh, my God. That it was just, you know, I'm living a childhood dream right now. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I used to I used to go to games here when I was a kid sitting in those stands, you know, watching the Bombers play. And now the, that I'm able to experience it, have my first career start in the home opener, running out of the tunnel. It truly was a dream come true. I soaked it all in tonight. Um, you know, the best part about it that we got a W tonight and it was a truly, you know, truly an amazing feeling. And I'm just getting started. Just getting started. That's encouraging it to is. hear that. Because, yeah, he looked like a man possessed. Yeah, he really did. Uh, of course, he, he broke his ankle or his foot in the first game in 2019, was around the team and a big part of the team all season long, but did not see any action. For uh, someone who's essentially not played football in three years, he looked absolutely terrific last night. That 11-time Grey Cup champions Banner was unveiled last night. Uh, lots of tears, lots of excitement, lots of joy for Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans last night, Brett. And we've got a traffic note here. There has been a crash on Highway 59 south of Ile de Chaine in the fog, and uh, firefighters are directing traffic. So, again, that's at, uh, 59 south of Ile de Chaine in the fog. And we're get, we've been getting reports all morning of fog outside of the city. Gary saying that uh, east of Portage, still foggy, but not bad. So let us know what you're seeing at 204-780-6868. Also, Greg, um, I, and the reason why there was a pause, you went to me and I, I was kind of distracted because I'm, I've been trying to, <laughs> I actually Googled, should it be teenaged mutant oh, ninja turtles? Sorry to mean to send you down <laughs> no. that rabbit hole. What is the consensus on the grammar police? Uh, it's, I'm not surprised at this, but there really isn't a whole lot of uh, of this chatter. Uh, but there are a couple of posts here. One that says, is teenage mutant ninja turtles grammatically correct? But I can't see any reference to teenage or teenaged. Okay. So, uh, all right. Yeah. It's just me. I'm out on an island, as is usual, <laughs> on a Friday morning. By the way, one of our listeners, Gary, just texted in to say at UND, University of North Dakota, where Brady Oliveira was an outstanding running back, there was some talk about him maybe getting drafted to the National Football League at one point. Oh, wow. His nickname? was the Manitoba Moose. Nice. <laughs> right on, Gary. Thanks for that trivia nugget. Such harmony. Here we go. Yes. 
For amongst other of others of you, Alex said, "Hey, Greg, thanks for this. It's funny how a little song from a cartoon can bring back a flood of good memories." Rocket Robin. Hood. So thank you very much to all who suggested that. We're talking about our favorite cartoon theme songs this morning. And just before we get into our uh, next segment, Greg, I just want to point out, so you were pondering aloud, should it, grammatically speaking, should it be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Teenaged Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, Aaliyah has weighed in here and says it depends how old the turtles are. As adjectives, the difference between teenage and teenaged is as follows. Teenage is of or relating to an age between 13 and 19 years old, while teenaged is aged between 13 and 19 inclusive. Teenage. I don't really understand. <laughs> I'm dumb. So <laughs> I was thinking maybe it, it had to do with the, uh, you know, the age that you appropriate or relate to might be teenage. Like I could be teenage sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but I'm certainly not teenaged. Chronologically, my kids are teen-aged. Uh, anyway, um, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Thank you to all, as always, for weighing in and having some fun with us on a Friday. But we do need to push that aside here because the Winnipeg Humane Society says a perfect storm of events is forcing it to pause intakes for the time being. Yeah, and that's P-A-U-S-E, not P-A-W-S, pause. As of this past Tuesday, there were 500 animals in-house. Jessica Miller is CEO at Winnipeg Humane Society. Good morning, Jessica. Hi, Greg. That's sure a large number of animals, and uh, sorry to hear you've been in this situation. Any change as we speak to you this morning and as we head toward the weekend? Yeah, so no change yet, although um, we have seen more people coming into adoption. So thanks to yourselves and the media putting the word out, um, adoption is is picking up, hopping a little bit right now. Um, But we're still on our intake close. We're hoping we can rectify it within a week or two and continue to, uh, you know, bring in the usual stray animals and have people surrender their own animals for whatever reason that may be. But it is still very much a full house. Why are there so many animals right now? Yes. Oh, so as Greg mentioned, it, it is the perfect storm. Um, as everyone knows, the wildfires are ripping through the north. Last week alone, we had 33 animals just coming from there mostly puppies then we had some dogs some cats and so we have a program we call emergency boarding where we keep spaces for any displaced animals or if their owner was sick or in a car accident and so we have those 33 animals that we don't usually have it's also what we refer to as kitten season and what that means to us is when it gets warm out and everyone's out and about repopulating if they're not spay and neutered so we see a lot of stray kittens Um, And then also, of course, you know, some people are still feeling the effects of COVID-19, you know, the economic situation that's created for some people, either losing their job and not gaining it back just yet. And so people who have always had funds to take care of their animal are, um, you know, finding this crisis where they have to actually look and decide, can I care for this animal anymore or right now? And so all of those things together have created this perfect storm. And the cherry on top is July and August has been so hot and people are vacationing and they're out at Lake of the Woods and they're not here in the city in adoption. So 
um, that's why we think we're very, very full. Jessica, I'm hoping this isn't the case, but in other parts of North America, you mentioned COVID-19, but there's another part of COVID-19 in animals that was a big story. There was a massive surge of people going and adopting animals because they were home more. And now that some people and a lot of people are getting back to regular routines and their usual obligations, et cetera, are we, we are seeing in other cities across the continent animals that were adopted earlier in the pandemic being returned or surrendered. Are we seeing that here? Yeah, so the good news of all of this conversation is no, we're not seeing that here. Good, thank we haven't you. Seen any of, yes, we haven't seen any of that yet. Um, we want to give props to our adoption department. They try to be very clear with the adopter to find the right match and a long-term match and really be clear about what it takes to have an animal long-term. And so our fingers are crossed, hoping that we don't see that. Um, we are friends with many other SPCAs and humane societies across Canada. And so we keep the pulse on that. And generally so far, that hasn't been a trend. There are some areas that are seeing it, seeing it occur. Um, but generally across Canada, it's not um, the bad trend that's been occurring so far. So I'm really hoping it, it stays that way. What about cats? I understand you're looking for good homes for your cats. What's the deal there? Yeah, so of our 500 animals in-house, 220 of them are cats. And so, like I mentioned, kitten season always produces more this time of year. Um, So we are doing a promotion until the 8th that you can come in and have a discount on a kitten. Um, We are allowing people to come in and visit with many different cats and hopefully meet their match. Um, so yeah, if you want to come in, we're doing appointment based, um, as of Saturday, we are going to open our doors, but still manage our capacity. So if you want to walk up and we have room, you are absolutely welcome in, uh, with your mask, please. Um, otherwise you can make an appointment and we'll show you around and find you your best friend. Jessica, thanks for this. Thanks for the work that you're doing at the Humane Society. Any other messages you'd like to get out uh, before we let you run for the weekend? Yeah, sure. So we are still taking donations for the wildfires. We're working with the rescues who are boots on the ground up there. And anything that comes to us um, for the wildfires is going up with them. We are taking donations to help the 500 animals in our care. We raise about $7 million a year and we spend it all because that's how much money it takes. So if you have a little extra right now, we will absolutely take a cash donation. And if you don't have extra cash right now that's okay because we also have foster programs you can sign up for volunteer uh, volunteer programs you can sign up for or you can just share our posts on social media to share the word to spread the word so we'd be thankful for any of those things for those of us who think that the humane society is still at five kent road (laughs) you you moved (laughs) a long time ago where are you Fifteen years ago, we moved to 45 Hearst Way. So we are, you know, close to Lindenwood, kind of on the corner of Waverly, close to Wilkes. And it's a huge building. It's so beautiful. So we'd love you to visit. Well, Jessica, I had the opportunity of uh, being on location at uh, the Humane Society a couple of years ago. And I was just blown away at the the work that you guys do there, uh, the care that the animals are in. All the animals were, you know, in such great spirits. I, I mean, w- w- tough gig. W- Brett, you want to go hang out with some cats and dogs for four hours? Yes, please. 
It was, it was wonderful. It was so wonderful. And uh, so you, you're all doing such great work there taking care of these animals. So thank, thank you very much you. for, for uh, bringing this message to us, this important message this morning. Of course. Thank you for having me. It really does go a long way. Jessica Miller is CEO at Winnipeg Humane Society. I got, and I'll tell you, Greg, that was hard to not be able to walk out of there with one of those animals because I was living in a, I already had two cats at home and I'm allergic to cats as much as my girlfriend at the time would have loved me to bring home another cat or several, 17 cats. <laughs> I couldn't. And there's no dogs allowed in our apartment. So yeah, it's tough when you go there, you really have to be in the right frame of mind. If you're, if you're going as a volunteer, you've got to make sure you keep that volunteer hat on because you just want to take them all home. I, I'm, I've been down that road myself. So with two dogs at home, I, I daren't go anywhere near that building, but uh, <laughs> they absolutely have uh, our, our support. And, uh, yeah, if uh, you can help them out, uh, I know they would appreciate it. Jessica's a wonderful person, does uh, great work. Ooh, this is a good one. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb, back next week. We've been asking you this morning, just for fun, What's your favorite cartoon theme song? Because there's a new movie on Netflix this weekend called Vivo with Lin-Manuel Miranda. He plays a, a kinkajou, which is a real animal. It's uh, a, Adorable, by the way. Yeah? Yes. Okay. It's like a the rainforest honey bear. It's a cousin of the raccoon. And uh, he sings. So we thought, well, let's talk about cartoons. How do we talk about cartoons? How do we talk about music together? Your favorite cartoon theme song. Lots of people weighing in saying the Pink Panther. Classic. This Man. is so slinky. It's so... I, I feel like it's kind of hot, you know? It's seductive. <laughs> it is very seductive. Ooh. Gabrielle Marchand is hot here. here. <laughs> For our weekly Gab with Gabby. She is the host of Global News Morning which is on from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Hello there, Gabby. How are you? I'm good. I'm overtired. So there you go. First thing I said was inappropriate. Let's continue on this roll. (laughs) It wouldn't be the same if you didn't say something inappropriate. Why are you overtired, Gabby? I'm overtired because I was up with all you Bomber fans last night till midnight. And uh, yeah, what a great time. What a time to be alive to share this together. Stop. 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 (laughs) More modesty from our, our... Friend on Global News Mornings, you weren't just at the Bomber game. You were performing an incredibly important function at the Bomber game. You are the newly minted, newly anointed in-game host at IG Field and Blue Bomber Games. Why don't you, like, like come on, own up to it. You, you got to take a, a lesson from Hal Anderson and self-promotion. <gasps> It's a true honor. I really mean there that. I, I'm so proud to be a part of Manitoba. Winnipeg has become my home over the past five years. You know, I didn't expect to stay in Winnipeg, and I absolutely love it, and I never plan to leave. Like, you can boot me out, and I'm going to come back, Manitoba. So I'm really thrilled to be doing it. Uh, I'm going to nap before the next one and uh, <laughs> improve my skills, Bombers fans. But what a what a good time. Hey, Greg, you were there, and you seemed to be just... Loving life. You're in your element. I was in my element. I had to uh, sort of put the broadcaster's headphones on 
for the first half of the game. And, uh, and that was obviously incredible. Brady Oliveira talking about his dream come true. And it's just a, an honor to be a part of the broadcast. And then after my duties at halftime are done, I went and I visited my dad, who was at the game last night, sat with him for a bit. Then one of my boys was there with one of his best friends, went and visited them, and then uh, went and visited a bunch of my friends, my wife and some other folks who were uh, up in one of the private suites. So it was a, a fantastic night, a wonderful celebration, just so tremendous to see the smiles on people's faces. People were genuinely so happy last night. It was a good time just watching it. I was watch. I watched the game at home, listened to it on the radio, had my headphones on. Once I got everything synced up, because I had radio player going and the TV, so it was like, there's, it's a game of, like, got to pause this, pause that. Oh, I got to back this up. No, I got to jump ahead. But once you get it, it only takes, like, 30 seconds to figure it out. And that's the way to go to take in a bomber game when you're at home. Now, we played that cartoon theme, Gabby. Um, do you have a favorite? I do. The DuckTales theme song is so good. It is so happy. And they've got their, you can actually watch it on YouTube. I've watched it many times. Whoa. And they've got their cute little wagging duck butts and they're diving. <laughs> she is dancing. The fingers are pointing. <laughs> is there any shoulder shimmying happening? Always. Always. I cannot see Gabrielle from where I am sitting. Oh, yeah. No Friday is complete without a Gabrielle shoulder shimmy. So, okay. DuckTales. Oops. That's a good one. That's a classic. In your face. It's yeah. so loud. What, what? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'll just stop doing that now. Now I'm just doing it to be annoying. Okay. So, uh, so DuckTales, favorite theme song, but was it your, like your favorite cartoon too? Yeah. I really liked it as a kid. That's one that certainly comes to mind. Uh, I'm interested in what you're talking about, this new cartoon. Sorry, it's a honey bear. Is this like the cousin of a honey badger? Oh, <laughs> uh, It could be. It's called a kinkajou. Kinkajou. And it's spelled K-I-N-K-A-J-O-U. Mm. And it's uh, more anecdotally or colloquially known as the rainforest honey bear. And uh, it's uh, in the same family, apparently, as raccoons. And in the cartoon, he's this cute little yellow fuzzy guy, and he sings. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, singing. Well, here, I'll just play a chunk. Because you know what, Gabby? Um, in this movie, Vivo, he's tasked with a mission, and he gets help from his owner's quirky young grandniece, whose name is Gabby. Oh, my heart. And they go out and sing together like this. Oh, see, I just turned everything down because I was goofing off. I'm sitting at a different computer so I can actually see Gabby and interact with her. Let's do this again. All I can do in the road bed, we to the beat There's Gabby singing. <laughs> yeah, so that's on Netflix. Looks super awesome. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes if you're looking for something to watch this weekend. 90%? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Okay, so um, yesterday was an emotional night. For many, Gabby, which event have you attended in the past that's made you emotional of any kind? Like it could be, like Greg referenced, uh, you, uh, the play Come From Away, the musical production, and that made us both emotional. Really? I think just any musical, most concerts will make me a little bit emotional. There's something about live music that is so powerful. I remember going to this concert of this band called the Paper Kites when I lived in Victoria, B.C., and I was just standing listening to them with tears streaming down my face because it was just really beautiful. And, and maybe I was kind of in a rough place, if I'm being honest, when I went. <laughs> that contributed to it. But there is something really powerful about live music. And I'm with you guys on theater. 
plays can have such an impact on your life uh, when when you have stellar performances in a certain topic. It's like you walk out of there and you're you're actually really thinking about your life. Did oh, you, yeah. Did you see the Book of Mormon? I haven't seen it. Have you? Did uh, I got to see it. Macklin, did you check it out when it was here? No, I missed it. Uh, scheduling conflicts. Okay. Yeah, that was tremendous. And that was the first uh, musical I'd been to in years. And uh, again, I get... I think I get emotional because it just, I, I, it's almost like my brain can't comprehend that people are that talented, right? That they're that creative, that they're that uh, amazing. And, uh, and it just, it, I, it's just, I'm, I'm moved by their talent and their ability and the, the, the art that they bring into the world. It's so. that art of connection in the live performance that gets to me. Never mind the volume, never mind where it comes from. I can remember being at Rainbow Stage as a little kid and feeling as though the main character was was always talking to me and had made eye contact with the lead character. And it, it's something extraordinary to be able to do that. So I, I'm with both you guys on that front. I think you must have been a, a child with who's more in touch with their emotions than me. My parents used to drag us to Shakespeare on the Saskatchewan when we were kids. And I'd be like, oh, I'm just in it for the food. Take me out for a meal and then make me watch Shakespeare. We're like, what an entitled little child. But, <laughs> you know, it's a tough sell when you're a kid. I feel like Shakespeare was like above my, it's probably still above my level, let's be honest. Well, whether or not you're entitled, Gabrielle, we love talking to you every Friday morning. Our weekly Gab with Gabby. Gabrielle Marchand, Global News Morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, happy Friday. Thanks for putting up with me. The Goof Troop. Some would say that that's Mackling and McGarry. The go- we're the Goof Troop. Yeah, wouldn't be far off most of the time. Another great cartoon theme song. We were asking you this morning to share your favorite cartoon theme songs. So thanks to all who suggested Goof Troop. Yet another fine Disney theme song. Disney was like a cartoon theme song factory. I can't think of one I don't like. Hey man, so, they've been doing it for the longest, so why wouldn't be the, they be the best at it? Uh, also, just a heads up that we did make contact with Teresa Van Roos, who won the Wars on Floors total flooring seven hundred and fifty dollar gift card. She's at the cottage. She just couldn't hear us. Uh, the cell services, uh, you know, it's not working. <laughs> So we made contact with her, uh, but that ended up being kind of funny on the air. So earlier, uh, Greg, we talked to Corey Callahan, Global News morning reporter. Uh, we were talking to him. Uh, he was at the mall, right? That's right. And he wanted to give us the rundown on what was happening inside the city's major shopping malls. And all of them seem to be uh, easing their restriction and changing those to recommendations starting tomorrow. They also cautioned us. And caution everyone that there are stores within the mall that may have a different take on things and a different policy with regard to masks. So you could be running into, say, a mall, Kildonan Place, for an example, going in where if you didn't want to wear a mask, you didn't have to, but you might go into one retailer or maybe all of them that say, uh, in order to enter our store, you need a mask. So I wanted to check in with uh, a local independent uh, retailer located on Cordon, 807 Cordon Avenue. It's a place that I have, honestly, like uh, 25% of my wardrobe comes from this place. The Peg Authentic brand and Sarah 
Cameron Dubiensky from the PEG joins us live now on 680 CJOB. Sarah, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. So I noticed on social media pretty quickly after those public health orders were updated that uh, you have decided to stick with masks. Uh, Customers need to wear a mask to enter your store. So uh, why did you make that decision? Well, I think it's something that we've always um, kind of taken um, like a leading stance on. We've had masks mandated since before um, it was mandatory or made mandatory by the provincial government. So I think it was about in September of 2020 that we made the call to do that. And I think it's just an air of caution right now as the province moves forward and um, not moving too quickly and um, sort of just what we feel is best for our families and also like our team and our staff as well. Sarah, I know social media is not the real world, although sometimes we treat it as such. But reaction uh, from the masses uh, to announcements like yours from other independent operators seems to be very much in favor of this move and a lot of gratitude uh, from the general public to keep these these rules in place within independent operations. What's the uh, reaction been from your large following? Yeah, I would say it's it's all been positive and just a lot of um, emoji high fives and, um, you know, words of appreciation. And we're kind of seeing some other businesses that are doing the same thing with customers, you know, promoting shops that are also um, following their own guidelines and, and mandates for now. So I, I think it's, it's really good and it's a step where we just want to consider um, others because, some customers may be okay with the new um, rules, but others might want to ease into it. So I think it's just being respectful um, of everyone. So with the province removing uh, the mask mandate, the recommendation remains to wear masks, and that message is coming right from Dr. Brent Roos. And, uh, mm-hmm. But at what point do you think you would be comfortable in, in losing the masks? Yeah, that's a good question and something that we've we've discussed as well, and I think it'll just be something that time will tell, especially with back to school um, coming up and um, younger population congregating in all the classes. Um, there's no restrictions or remote learning happening right now. So I think it's just sort of time will tell day by day, week, week by week and um, see where it, it takes us, I think. Sarah, uh, on the positive side, in this pandemic, it feels as though so many Manitobans, so many Winnipeggers have learned to love local. Have you seen that benefit yourselves? Yeah, I think during um, when we had with the, the lockdown over um, the holiday season um, was really, really great. I mean, we missed seeing everyone in person, of course, but I think it was um still an amazing time and it still continues to be and we had a lot of people um, show up to support our online store and doing curbside pickup and and shipping orders out so and I think there's just it's really great to draw that attention to all the local businesses that a lot of people may have not known about before and then have discovered because there's some really great um, talent within our city for sure. And I guess another reason, too, why you might want to keep the, the masks going in your store is, I mean, it's not a, a, a huge space. Like, it's, 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 like you don't have a, a lot of, not to suggest that your, your, your store is tiny or whatever, but it, 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 like just being frank, it's not a massive space. 
Oh, definitely. And that was another consideration is that we are a small store. So, I mean, our, our occupancy um, will likely remain the same or, you know, not much more because of that reason. I think it's just barely eight feet wide and we love our space and smaller spaces are hard to come by. But yeah, in respect to, you know, social distancing or having other customers um, feel comfortable, um, I think it's just a stand that we're taking that will be the best approach for now as, as everyone's comfort levels are going to be different and we just want to respect that like like we've been saying and and yeah, small store, but um, it's totally fine to say it's small, but we have an amazing selection at the same time. I remember when you launched this project, Sarah, has it met your expectations and maybe talk about some of the relationships you've formed with your customers over the years? Because that's something that you only get, in my mind, at an independent operator. And that's not to say there isn't tremendous customer service available elsewhere where you go and people remember your name because I have some stories about some very major retailers, but there is something special about that connection between uh, retailer, clerk, owner, operator, and customer at your level. Uh, Definitely. And I think that is something that we look forward to reconnecting with everyone as we get into what is normally um, the busiest time of year for us is September through December. And we sort of miss that and miss those connections because um, that's why we actually started online and then we went um, to opening the store, sort of having that offline space. And that's where we really felt that we had the opportunity um, to connect even further. And um, yeah, it's been really wonderful. I think that's where we received the most feedback about a lot of our products as well um, is that in-person connection and and conversations and just, yeah, allowing to connect with people that are walking by every single day. You know, we have a few locals in the area that we do see every day that we are open and they pop in and they say hi. So yeah, it's been, it's been really, um, I would say like gratifying and I have a lot of gratitude to be able to do what we do and um, yeah, starting to work with some other local businesses um, as well through some different collaborations. So connecting with other um, businesses or having that business to business connection has been really great. Our guest is Sarah Cameron Dubienski from the Peg Authentic brand, and which, uh, like I said, I think I've got two hats from the Peg and three sweaters and a T-shirt. And uh, so I, I love you guys, and uh, I I love another local brand uh, called Zuike. We sp- have spoken to them a few times on our show as well, and. I can't tell you how thrilled you just mentioned the word collaboration. I can't tell you how thrilled I was when I learned that you and Zuike teamed up. So tell us about the uh, the city flag yeah. collection. Yeah, so that's a collection that we just launched, um, and the focus is um, we have some really great summer products. So we teamed up with um, Brian and Ogo. They were so wonderful to work with, and. Um, came up with this idea to be able to incorporate um, the city's um, official colors and do a contemporary um, inspiration of our city's flag or uh, Winnipeg's flag and come up with a unique design. So it's really bold with royal blue and yellow, and we've got some really unique products that we've never offered before. And so, yeah, it was really fun working with them and continues to be there. Such a great great group over there so it's been awesome 
Well, and I want to echo uh, some of Brett's sentiments as well, Sarah, before we let you go. And and your brand, uh, the way you do it, the colors you use, uh, the, the name, The Peg, has validated and grown my own pride in our city. Sometimes I think we're on an island or we believe we're on an island when we believe and love certain things. And when we are public with that love and affection, I think it just grows multiply. And it, it it's uh, very heartening to see that you've gone all in on this love and affection for our city. Thank you. Sarah Cameron Dubienski from the Peg Authentic Brand. Uh, I'm going to Heckla this weekend, and I got the uh, the the royal blue and yellow swim trunks uh, from you guys for the Peg Zuike collection. So right I'm excited on. to to uh, show those off. So hey, thanks so much for joining us today to talk about this, and uh, we wish you well. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to speak with you guys. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on CJOB. Talk soon.